Hi, I'm Lippy. And I'm Grumpy. Together we're Lippy and Grumpy Do Podcasting. In this episode, more baked beans, vending machine sausages, aggressive otters, and can you have too much pie? Now, Lippy. Hello. I'd like to start this podcast with saying how sad I was to see that James Michael Tyler, I also know. known as Gunther from Friends, had passed away. It's very uh, sad. Very sad. 59 from... That's... Yeah. A bit of a lump in my throat when I saw that, to mm. be honest. I thought he was a great character in Friends. Really good. And surprisingly, wasn't even meant to be a character at the start. He was just a one-off one episode was the plan actually really? the audience loved his part so much they decided to keep him up for the whole the whole series yeah excellent oh what a story mm. apparently he was diagnosed in 2018 yes men do get checked yes it's worth very it important worth anyway moving on last week we spoke about how many baked beans there were in a standard 415 gram Ooh, tin yeah i i did a bit of maths i resisted the urge yeah, to buy one and count them as you <laughs> suggested so in a 2.62 kilogram catering tin you weren't far off last week there in fact according to my calculation 2935 beans wow oh i could demolish one of those but that's nearly well it's over two and a half kilograms of beans that's not going to end well. No, well, not for my partner anyway. <laughs> no, indeed not. <laughs> my stomach might enjoy it though. Well, briefly. Yeah. And the Screaming Tomato got in touch following our rucksack segment, as he calls it, where we looked at a... I'm not sure whether it's an acronym or a mnemonic. That, I wouldn't have a clue. Uh, no, and then I was re-listening to uh, the Alan Partnast and then he came up with another term which I'd never heard of. It's when you can't actually say it as a word. So, like rucksack and FBR. You don't say fuba, but you would say rucksack. So anyway, mm. we're going to ignore all of that. <laughs> and he reminded me of a system naming session we had at BMW, which I can't repeat because he came out with. was quite rude, uh-huh. but... It follows the rules that I said earlier, where you think of something and then you, you work backwards. You've tried and fit it fit. into the acronym. Yeah, absolutely. But he did uh, he did raise one called POSI, which apparently is used by pilots, although I've not had this come, which is it's to do with flight issues. So it's problem identity, information available, options, select options, execute option, and evaluate. Well, that's not right. Well, I don't Unless you've spelt it wrong in your notes, because there's two I's in that. Well, it's problem, information, yeah. options, select, execute, uh, evaluate. There's too many words. There's, there are too many words in that. And if you're trying to remember that, whilst there's all sorts of chaos going on around you in an area, that's not... Not going to happen. No. I thought it was something like aviate, navigate, communicate was the... Doesn't aviate just mean fly? Yeah, basically. So you've got a problem. So just fly the plane to begin with. Yeah. Just get it flying. Yeah. Don't don't disappear off into the back. <laughs> Navigate. So you don't don't just going. crash. <laughs> yeah, basically, don't crash. Yes, I also found out this week we're on Audible. Yeah. Um, I think I may have submitted something some weeks ago, but we appear to be in a slightly bizarre category in politics and social science. Oh, uh, we like to avoid politics as well. We do avoid politics completely. But interestingly, our little 
podcast niche doesn't seem to be particularly well defined mm. so i've got it down as personal journals in terms yeah. of itunes but maybe it just doesn't fit in audible yeah who knows and i don't know how you see how many plays you've had i'm sure they'll let us know when we get into double figures oh i'm sure they will and i'm sure that may be a while <laughs> <laughs> yes i think it may well be but you never know could be an overnight success it could be years. could be and it's bonfire season can't so wait we've, yeah we started building the bonfire last saturday yeah with a selection of pallets that some of which are nailed together mm-hmm. well we have steps that go up so there's yes. a guy competition and the bizarrely, the best guy, so the one that wins, is burnt at the top. Yeah, which is, it's, it's a such a weird so. tradition. It, so weird. It is weird. I, I've been a couple of times quite close to the bonfire. And the procession that comes through the high street, which is, is led generally by Andrew or something like that, and they, or pickup truck, and they have the winning guy on a seat in the back. Yeah. In previous years, we've had a drumming band behind it. So it feels more like an execution than anything. It's, it is, because I've obviously been involved in the procession and it's like an angry mob with fire and yeah. not pitchforks walking down the road behind the guy to then go and throw the fire on and burn him alive. Yeah. He's obviously it not alive, it is fake. But no. It's definitely angry mob vibes. But the reason we have the steps is obviously somebody's got to walk up there. And I think generally we do a bonfire prayer, which is even more obscure. Oh, that's weird. From the, from the top. I don't know. Oh, I didn't that's, know you did that. That's very culty, isn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. It is a little bit. <laughs> anyway, we look forward to that. But I, I had the opportunity to bump into a few people I haven't seen for a while, yes. including Orange Marshall 2, who was telling me he had Sunday lunch with his parents recently. And he was due to meet up with some other friends at about six o'clock. So he thought at about four in the afternoon, he thought, you know, I'm just going to have a little nap, just Mm. half an hour or so, just to recharge my batteries. So he nods off at four o'clock. Next thing he knows, it's gone 10 o'clock in the evening. (laughs) (laughs) That's a me kind of nap, that is. That is a pretty impressive nap. Mm. I had something similar, but the other way around when I was much younger and been sailing for the weekend and got home you know i'm just gonna just gonna have a half an hour nap because i feel good. so i got into bed shut my eyes next thing i know it's caught and so i leapt out of bed ran around jumped in the shower got dressed got into the car turned the car on just as it was nine o'clock and they said and this is sunday 9 p.m <laughs> so, you so thought it was 9 a.m i thought i'd slept for 14 hours but no, no. i hadn't gutted absolutely well but it wasn't because i thought oh well that's all right i feel quite awake now yeah i go do something yes it's happened to us all now do you remember some time ago we talked about a pizza making vending machine in rome yes i came across a sausage vending machine in germany oh germany do good sausages they are renowned for their sausages now this doesn't cook the sausages. It's purely a machine. They okay. seem to be located in more rural areas where they don't have shops open quite so late. Interesting. Uh, so, absolutely. So if you can imagine, you come out of the bar, you're thinking, I'm feeling a bit peckish. 11 <laughs> o'clock at night. Like I'll go to the vending she- machine and I'll, yeah, and I'll crack out all sorts of things. So it's not only sausages that have got in there. They've got eggs. Now... I don't understand how that works because the vending machines work by dropping stuff into sort of a 
trough at the mm. bottom where you then put your hand. And I know the eggs are at the bottom, but I would have thought... It's not one of those fancy ones where the thing goes up and it's like... Zhoo, 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 and like collects it and then moves into the pouch. No, it's the one with the curly wire. So you stick the thing in the Are they cooked wire. eggs? Oh, that's a good question. Because if they're cooked eggs, then that doesn't matter. Oh, that's a very good question. It I would just know, start so, the so. crack for the peeling. Along with the sausages as well, are they cooked because... No, they're not. Are they in a packet or are they just... Yes, they're loose? in a vacuum seal packet, but there's all sorts. It looks like chicken. Wow, strange. Well, I would hope the eggs were cooked because otherwise... Well, I can only imagine they're at the very bottom and they haven't got far to fall. I can't but imagine still, if, if they smash the eggs egg every far. time. No, but I can... Well, it is in a box. Hmm. So maybe that protects it enough, who knows. But that was quite interesting. That could be quite a useful addition to uh, most towns, I would have thought. Yeah. And also at the bonfire, who was off on another planet as usual, <laughs> various, various bits and pieces. But a useful piece of information was he was talking about the term the lurgy, which I've you've got. had a bit on <laughs> over the last couple of days. I have the lurgy. Do you know where the origins of the word are from? No. Well, interestingly, it was seems to be made up by Spike Milligan as part of the Goon Show in the fifties, and the Goon Show was a well, it was sort of an alternative comedy for the time. And Spike Milligan was a really interesting bloke. Suffered a lot, unfortunately, with depression. His war memoirs are a brilliant read, if slightly distracted from the world <laughs> so so interesting but yeah well, well worth a read anyway they came up with this as part of their radio comedy series so in the episode of the radio comedy series that featured it was somberly announced in the house of commons that lurgy is the most dreadful malady known to mankind in six weeks it could swamp the whole of the british isles the thing about the lurgy was it didn't actually exist it was a fabricated disease mm. but it became a commonplace term I mean, it, I remember it at school, you always yeah. had the lurgy or the dreaded lurgy. Boys always a number had the lurgy. Yeah, there's a number of different spellings for it, either with an I at the end. Interestingly, the, uh, this article I'm reading here, it seems to think that it may have come from the Second World War in the army there, which would tie up with both Spike Milligan and Harry mm -hmm. both both in the war. And as I said, it's a very, very good by Spike Milligan. So interesting. So next time you say lurgy, it's a completely made up fictitious disease. It doesn't yeah. exist. So you, so you can't possibly have it. <laughs> what if you said, I feel lurgy? No, I guess that doesn't work either. Well, then I'm sick. <laughs> <coughs> Considering it's Mean Girl season, it's it's good to, to use Mean the, Girl season? What's that? The, you know the movie Mean Girls? Mm, it's... No. Oh my God. I, I recognise the title, but I couldn't tell you what It's the... a great film. Okay. Even Chris loves it. You would hate it, to be perfectly honest with you. It's about mean girls, like horrible girls. Oh, not ones that go shopping and buy all the yellow labels and the... No. The, the, the cheap no. so yeah, supermarket-owned products. But anyway, it. it's a Halloween film and a Christmas film in one. Well, that's wrong to begin with. Yeah, because it go, it covers Halloween and it covers Christmas in the film, so it's seen as both. But there's a line in it where one of them go, one of them it invites the other one out, and then one of them goes, "I'm sick," <coughs> and then hangs up. <laughs> oh, so okay. when you're sick, that's what you have to do. <laughs> okay, so no lurgy, just sick. Yes. Oh, talking of TV programs, which mm. we weren't, we we're talking of films. I watched iZombie through the week. <gasps> Did you? Did you like yeah. it? was very good i thought that's oh, chuffed i've watched that yeah. second time watching it i just find the whole concept really interesting it is very clever and 
I was intrigued to see the actor, British actor, who played Arthur in the TV series yes. Merlin, appeared in it. And I recognised the voice, and I looked at him, and I thought, oh, it doesn't him, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, most definitely, yes. But quite a large number of British actors. You got quite a long way through if you got to him being in it. Yes, well, I had it on in the background. Ah. Uh, Mess it off. Yes. Oh, yeah, so top tip. Uh, that, is, that is good. It's a good uh, Very series. well produced as well, I think. Yeah. It, Good, good production. Now, if I said otter to you, or otters, family of otters, what would you think? Cute and fuzzy and swimming on their backs with their you little would. paws up. You would, wouldn't you? But apparently there's a gang of otters brutalising people and dogs in Alaska. <laughs> no. Oh, yes. Anchorage in Alaska uh, has uh, told locals not to approach rivers and ponds due to otter attacks. But they're so cute. They are. They do look cute, but obviously these, the Anchorage Massif otters, mm. are not to be trusted. So this has been going on since September. A group of four otters chased down a bitten nine-year-old boy who was on a bike ride. Oh, okay. That would be quite scary, actually, being chased down by otters. Yes. I mean, it's a bit like being chased by a swan, to be honest. Which oh, is they're terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Do you know what that makes me think of? Have you ever seen the film Zootropolis? No. It's an animated film, and obviously, all the it's about all animals living together in one big city called Zootropolis. And uh, the the animal that portrays the mafia of Zootropolis are these little mice. <laughs> and that's oh. what that makes me think of. Because <laughs> ah. they're super tiny and cute, but they're the big boss people of, of Zootropolis. Maybe they've seen that and gone a bit rogue. Yeah. The experts are at a bit of a loss to explain it, to be honest, because as you say, they're normally quite friendly characters. Well, they are predators, otters. Yes, but generally not for dogs and people. No, things sm- slightly smaller. But they are thinking that maybe they've had a bad experience with a dog and they go on the attack. And now they've got the taste of blood. They just want more. They just want... They want young boys on bicycles. Interesting. Which, uh, yeah, yeah, quite scary. So before you go up to a, an otter and stroke it, thinking it's all cuddly... Don't. Just, just think think again. Mm. So I've had a realisation today. Oh, have you? Yeah, well, it feels like it might be a slightly late realisation, but obviously I'm getting married. Don't know if oh, I've yes. mentioned it. <laughs> Once or twice. <laughs> but the realisation I had today is that obviously I'll be changing my surname mm. at some point. And unfortunately, people like to spell Chris's surname wrong. And it's a bit of an annoyance for him. And now I've realised it's going to be annoying for me. I'm going to have to spell out my surname every time. Yes, I think I got it wrong as well. Everyone likes to throw oh, an extra well, E in it. Have you considered that maybe Chris's surname is misspelled? Yes, I have, because it shouldn't be that hard to spell this word. What about changing it by depot? Because <laughs> it's actually rather expensive to change your name. Well, you've got to change it anyway. Well, I have to change it, but I would like to have the same spelling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It'd true. be weird if I changed my surname to the wrong spelling. Actually, that might yeah. be quite funny. <laughs> yes, it, yes, it would. You're starting, I'm taking your name, but I'm spelling it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> But also the thing, the thing that bugs me is because this occurrence happened because we got our wedding contract sent through today for our venue. Okay, super excited. So I was reading through it, noticed she had spelt it wrong, and then thought, 
I definitely put both mine and Chris's names at the bottom of the email with our surnames because I know that his surname's an issue. So I thought if I did that, then... So I went through emails, checked. I definitely put our names with our surnames at the end of the email. So she just didn't read the email. But also, she had to take his email address. So I really hope she hasn't put that down wrong. Otherwise, who knows where my wedding contract is going to be sent to after yes. I've e-signed it. <laughs> Yes, that's very that's very true. Yeah, very true indeed. Uh, the thing is that the brain often fills in bits that aren't that aren't there. But not when you're filling out a contract. That's what I was always very. And like me, I think there's probably only one way to spell that surname. Yeah. So if I read it, I would spell it. See, you would probably I see the e extra e uh, the, way. There was so many years ago. There was an experiment on the television done by James Burke, who is. I've talked about many times on here in his heroes. And it was basically reading stuff out. So it was a bit like a continuity announcer on the telecard. And you'd read through it and you were reading it quite quickly. And there was a number of mistakes in it. Mm. So words would be swapped around or words would be missing. And he did this with... Well, the thing is, is the brain often fills those bits in. Yeah. And and apparently women are much better at doing this than than men are. So they'll read something and they'll correct as they go. Probably because men are thinking of something completely different. (laughs) Not concentrating on the task at hand. Yeah, (laughs) yes, at all. So just... Yeah, just stumbling over it whilst thinking or something like that. So the brain can fill it in. And funny enough, I saw something on, on the internet today when I was looking for some weird stories and it was a picture and the letters on two words, the first letter had been swapped around. Uh-huh. But actually, when you read it, you read it correctly. Mm. And then when I was like, you read that correctly, didn't you? And you go back and you go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I didn't even right. notice it wasn't right. No, yeah. didn't notice. So the, the brain is capable of doing that. So unless you're paying particularly attention to mm. it, which is why you should capture these things electronically. Yes. But I did find out my wedding planner is new to the venue which makes a lot of sense because there's a few things she hasn't explained, which thankfully as a wedding planner, I'm quite aware of anyway. That's got to be her worst nightmare though. (laughs) Probably because I sent back so many questions just to double check that what I had thought was right. And she literally came back to all of them being like, yep, that's fine. Yep, that's right. Yes, sorry. They are the bedrooms that make the cost look ridiculously high. Okay. (laughs) So it's only high now, not ridiculously high. Yes, yes. It was a slight panic when I first saw the amount and I was like, that's definitely not how much they told us it was going to be. <laughs> yes, well, well done for querying it. Yeah, well, I said to her, I was like, I was pretty sure it was the bedrooms that you had just included in the total cost because they hold bedrooms for us. But I, was, I said, I just wanted a check so I didn't want to get to it and then, then be like, well, no, it was in your contract. Yes, quite. Yes, well... Like old uh, William Shatner, who's now working at Amazon to pay off his uh, space trip. Yes, yes. <laughs> Poor man. Now, I've always been a bit of a fan of Lego, unless you happen to stand on it in the middle of the mm. night when it is the worst thing ever. And somebody has built a pizza-making factory using Lego. Real pizza? Real pizza. So mm. you start off with the crust bit, and the crust is pushed through the machine, mm. and the sauce is spread on there. They've, they've got this sauce spreader thing that goes on there and spreads that. Then it drops cheese and other toppings on top. Uh, the only bit that isn't done by the machine is putting it in the oven. So you have to take it off, put it in the oven. When it's cooked, bring it back, put it back on the conveyor belt, and it cuts it into slices. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. All made from Lego Technic, which is the more sort of engineering type of 
Meccano. But I mean, what a thing. What a thing to build. Yeah, really cool. I'd quite like to have a go at that. Not building it, but using it. Yeah, well, trying the, uh, what comes out the other end. That's, yeah. uh, that, that would be quite good. So, uh, yeah, so well done there. And that's, well, I'll stick a link to that on there because mm-hmm. that really is quite something. It'd be interesting to see what they come up with next. Yeah. Because once you've done one conveyor belt. You'd want to keep going. The, yeah, lots more. I wonder if you could make a cotton candy machine out of Lego. When you say cotton candy, do you like? Do you mean candy floss? Candy floss, yeah. Because that's sugar and heat, isn't it? Mm. And a bit of a blower. And a Possibly. big old bowl. Yes, big, big, big bowl, if we're really. You link it all up. Oh, do you know what? Do you know my favourite bit about bonfire nights is all the really good food? Yes. Tends to be a lot of good food around. It does. Like yes. hot dogs, burgers from the vans. Hog roast. Hog roast. Oh, yeah. Candy floss. I'm not sure candy floss is a food. Well, no, because you can eat as much as you like and you never get full because it dissolves into nothingness. It, well, it dissolves into sugar is what it mm. does. So I don't think you can eat as much as you want. True. Hot apple cider. Mm. Yes. Excited excited yes. i'm trying to plan one to go to one on friday as well next week oh, that is the fifth isn't it yes so i want yeah. to go to one on the fifth and one on the sixth so i get to do all of the guy fork things excellent well, apart from going on top of the fire apart from that or the fun fair rides <laughs> a lot have been cancelled so again today another one <clears throat> fairly locally has been cancelled yeah it sort of fell a bit like dominoes i think so a couple of the big ones have been cancelled and presumably they got to a point where they said well we've got to start laying out money and we don't want to do that if we have to cancel it last minute a little bit like we do with a classic car show so they get cancelled earlier so you think oh actually that's quite a big one we're a little village just down the road that means we're going to get all the people yeah so i am slightly worried about how many people will will get but we do close the road so it's Mm. a fairly safe environment it is yeah it'd be a bit of an issue well for those that live in the village and slightly around it that go every year know not to drive really don't they yeah but it's interesting we do have people come some distance and we have done for many years Mm. which is nice because including myself this year yes that's very true i will be coming extremely early though so that i avoid all of the carnage and parking at your house thank you well there's a there's a five pound charge this year uh we'll bring chris's car he can pay Excellent. And of course, after bonfire is Christmas. And I yes. today cooked the Christmas puddings. Oh, I missed out. You should have done it tomorrow. I'm coming home. Well, I love that smell. No. Yeah, but tomorrow I'm doing the cake. Oh, so I'll still so get I shall, the smell. Yeah, so I shall yes. mix it up in at lunchtime and then pop so it in excited. the oven. So excited. Makes about four mm. hours. But we swapped our hob over the weekend. But we've had I've a ceramic hob for about. Well, nearly 20 years, and it started to play up, and I've never liked it. It's very touchscreeny, isn't it? Well, it's touchscreeny, but it's also, because it is electric, it's delayed. You know, it takes a while to heat up, Mm. and and when you turn it down, it doesn't turn down for ages. This one's an induction one, which means we've had to throw away a few pans, unfortunately. But my word, it's brilliant. They're amazing. It is instantaneous. I can't get over it. Mm. They're so this, quick to boil things as well. And yeah, yeah, it heats up very quickly, which was a good excuse for me to use my infrared thermometer, which was I pleased about. Mm-hmm. But they've obviously thought about people converting from gas because you get a series of blue LEDs that shine on the pan 
and there's actually a knob that you turn mm. to turn it up and down. So you you still have to press which one you want. It's only a single knob, but it does. You turn it down and you turn it back as good as gas. Oh, that's um, good. Which was good because we were going to have a gas one, but for many reasons it became difficult. They're very easy to clean as well. What the yeah the induction absolutely. ones because it's all flat. Minus you've got a hot knob, but well the knob lifts off. It's oh, it's magnetic. magnetic. Yeah, so yeah, they're so easy to clean. Yeah. That's what, when we the house room before we had gas and it was all the racks and it yeah. would, we wouldn't clean it very often because it would just be so annoying to pull all the mm. racks out, pull all the bits off, wipe everything, get all the gunk out, and then obviously you leave it too long and then it's really annoying to do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but this one, just get my little pot of pink stuff. Yes. Do some circles stuff. around it. Wipe yep. it down, dry it off, done. Take seconds. Yeah. Very, yes. So if you're building a new kitchen... Induction. Induction is the way to go. Because gas is going to become quite vilified, I think, yes. in the next few years. We're, we're thinking about heat pumps as well, so we wouldn't need supply at all. Mm. That should be interesting. Do you know what I've just realised? We haven't talked about Halloween at all, and it's Halloween on Sunday. Yeah, I don't really do Halloween, to be honest. I've mm. never really got it. I I double checked with the neighbours. My street does do Halloween, and apparently okay. there's a lot of children. So I was told to stock up if I wanted to be involved, and obviously I do because I really enjoy Halloween. So I've stocked up, but I've also eaten some. This is the issue yeah. I'm having, I stocked up too soon. <laughs> so I've got to do one more stock up for Halloween. I think the annoyance I've had in the past is that wife of grumpy. And probably you girls as well have decorated the outside of the house mm. and bought a shed load of sweets and then gone out and left me at home <laughs> to deal with... The knocking. Um, yeah, the knocking. And in the end, I think I just left the pot on the doorstep, just don't yeah. get on with it, basically. It was on. But, um, yes, it's a slightly odd thing. I don't really, I don't really get it. It's, it's not the same here as it is in America, but... Well, I feel, yeah, it's come across... It's a commercialised American thing. Food. It's the one day the dead can walk on the earth. Well, it's not at all. Well, it is if you believe in that kind of thing. It's not true, is it? <laughs> anyway, I found you can have too much pie. Yes, you can. I the quite like pie. I didn't respond then. I just was in shock. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but not P-I-E. This is P-I. So this is the the number that starts 3.141592. It ends? No, it doesn't. Oh. No, it's, it's a word for it. Which I can't remember. Exponential. It's not exponential. Exponential. It's an irish- irrational number. Irrational. So it, it, it never it never stops. But somebody has calculated it to sixty-two point eight trillion decimal places. Bad. Well, you have to ask yourself why. Yeah. What? Why like, what is the that? point? What is the point of doing that? Apparently, though, it is used as a measure of computer processing. Because he hasn't done it with a notebook and a pen. Okay. That would be daft. And it took him 108 days, or it took the computer. The previous run was 303 days. So it does give an indication of computer processing power. It's so from definitely that quicker, end, yeah. It's quite useful. And, you know, well, it's the same algorithm. It's not, you know, it's nothing. Yeah, he's just run it and burnt some electricity, quite frankly. <laughs> I think it's worth jumping up and down about and making a big song and dance about the whole thing and uh, what use is it anyway yes you say so you can have too much pie yeah but you can't have too much physical pie that you eat because i love a pie especially with a bit well, of custard 
What with that and your un- unlimited candy floss? Yeah. You won't be getting in that wedding dress. <laughs> well, I don't need to start the wedding diet until like three months before I've decided. <laughs> well, it depends how much pie and candy floss you've eaten. Good point. <laughs> so, on that note, Lippy, do you have a top tip for us? I do have a top tip Excellent. with a little story. Oh, good. Little story. My, I'm going to start with the top tip, I think. Okay. Don't scare your friends if you don't want to be choked by accident. Okay. (laughs) So we had some friends over on Friday. Just gone last Friday. We had some friends over and they were all drinking. I don't tend to drink much these days. Um, One of the girls is pregnant, so I was not drinking with her and we were having a nice chat. And then I remembered that Chris bought... It mask oh for Halloween. God. And no, they were all had quite a few drinks at this point. So no one was really paying attention to what I was doing. And I thought, genius idea. Pitch black outside, apart from our fairy lights. I will put the mask on, go out the side door and round and just stand by the door, by the big glass doors and see if anyone notices me. He had a few of them, got a few laughs. Not everyone had quite noticed what had happened so as i walk back in the door i scared the life out of one of the other ones and got almost choked (laughs) yes very dangerous thing to do it was it was funny and i thought to myself it's fine no one's gonna like hit me because there's the glass in the way so i'll just scare them but no one's actually gonna go into like fight or flight mode but no just jump through the window to get me well all sorts of weird things can happen i do remember somebody did that in our camper van hid in the toilet and then came bursting out and it was as much as i could do not punch knock them flat mm. or just run at them yeah so yeah you do have to be careful scaring people it's not good yeah. particularly those with weak hearts i did enjoy yeah. myself though for the first part <laughs> <laughs> yes Good, good top tip, though. Yeah, especially or with just, Halloween coming around the corner. Yeah, just don't scare anybody, particularly with one of those masks. Mm. Anyway, I'm back on the fun facts this week. Yes. So this week, Judith Love Cohen was an American aerospace engineer who helped to create the abort guidance system, which was used during the Apollo 13 mission to bring astronauts safely back home. Mm-hmm. Remember the story where it all went a bit wrong and they found... Well, they managed to get home somehow. Quite an amazing uh, feat. And a really good film as well. Anyway, she went to work the day her son was born. She took a printout of the problem she was working on to the hospital. She called her boss to let him know that she had solved the problem. And then moments later, she gave uh, gave birth to Jack Black. That's mad! Yeah. So Jack Black's mum was an awesome aerospace engineer. That's how she managed in labour... To figure out what the problem was is impressive, impressive in itself. It is. It is very impressive. But what's interesting is how many women were pivotal to the space race, space missions in, in America. Mm. But they don't get enough credit, in my view, at all. No. That's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can help spread Lippy and Grumpy's view on life by leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform. If you're not sure how to leave a review, or if you download from Spotify, there's some help at lippyandgrumpy.uk slash review. And if you would like to get in touch, email podcast at 
at lippyandgrumpy.uk. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from him. Goodbye. Goodbye.